0: hey
1: greetings world this is wesley pepper here and you are tuned into my podcast wesley pepper's art lexia yeah man we're like into episode uh 37 so um in my mind we're like well into the year already in fact uh it feels as if 2020 was a blur you know, uh, we're well, well, so I hope everyone is tuning in. I hope the year has been, I hope the year has been treating you well, man. Um, on my side, actually I'll start off with a very somber note. Like I actually heard of somebody else, uh, a friend of mine's mother who actually passed away today, um, of COVID, uh, man. Yeah. It's just, it's just such a nightmare. Please take care, man. Please wear a mask, you know, social distancing. This thing is real people. Um, so take care, man. Um, yeah, man. Um, as you guys know, I've been working on my solo show, so um, just a little bit about that, man. And um, I've been um, I'm full. How can I say? How can I say? I'm like, if I was an athlete, I would, I would say I'd be, I'd be, I'd be getting into my stride already, you know. So I've been working around the clock. Uh, very interesting. You know, I'm still using my the concept of the birds or the vagabond, or the city vagabond. Um, so the pieces are kind of conceptual, but some of them are pretty straightforward, but. You know, I'm having, I'm having, I'm having fun though. I'm having fun, and um, the show is booked for uh, April, so that's in a little over a month and a little bit. So yeah, I'm mean, definitely looking forward to that. And uh, as we're moving up closer, closer to the time, I'll be having more. I'll be focusing more and more on it, um, talking. That is uh, more as a, a bit of a promo for myself, I guess, and also the gallery because I think late and Yebo gallery are pretty awesome. They actually have a show running at the moment, um, which is Ray Berman's show. He's it's, it's retrospective. I should try to get him on, um, try to get him on, but um, it's been a bit of a mission. But anyway, you still seem pretty keen. Um, so <clears throat> if he's listening, <laughs> all the best with that, my brother. Um, I had a peek at the, at the work And, the, and the, it's substantial It's very abstract, very colourful it's, kind of, it's, quite, it's quite beautiful So on that visual art note, man um, Today's um, guest is a multi-talented uh, Brother I actually met him in South Africa In Kimberly my hometown of all places In, when was it? When was it? Uh, 2014, 2015 I think it was 2015 um, I met him as a writer But I know he's a multi-talented artist And we, we're covering all of that So today we're talking to Yaba Ibo Mandingo He's, from, he's originally from um, Antigua. But to be honest with you, I'm not exactly sure where about in the States. I think it's, it could be New York. I know when I met him, he was in the South. I think he was in Atlanta. But don't quote me on that. Um, because I know the girl that I uh, 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 was as though, Chawari, was staying in that area. Um, and when we met each other at the same time. But Yaba incredibly, is incredibly talented and incredibly versatile. Um, he's a, quite a prolific artist, um, both as a writer as a visual artist and um, he's got a really keen or sharp eye for fashion and we, we touch, um, when to touch a base and all of that. I also know that he's got a um, he's got a uh, theater production coming up on the 5th of April in New York at the Electric Theater. So we're we'll gonna touch base on that. But um, also, like um, you know, as a visual artist, like um, I'm really drawn to his work. I know he did a very, very interesting uh, collaboration, which actually blew me away. Um, so when was this? When was this? This was could have been late last year. It was with the Black Lives Matter. They did this massive um collaborative um mural on um, on a street somewhere incredible it was it was really very really terrible it was very visual very strong i i, I really enjoyed that, and i know you was part of that too so when we're touching base on, touching base on I mean, I'd like to focus on the visual art, but I know the brother has been doing quite a bit. So we're going to pretty much run organically with the conversation. And uh, towards the end, find up up on his uh, views on COVID. I know, you know, they're staying in a, you know, it's, I know that the U.S. and uh, their politics around COVID is different, but we'll find out a little bit about his. And I hope you guys um, enjoy that. Um, Enjoy it. I know I'm looking forward to it. Um, and I said this, uh, I'm really, really drawn to his work, um, specifically his visual art. Um, and he does this very interesting sculptures as well. Very, very beautiful. Very, very, and, and, and I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, So we'll be talking a bit about that. So, yeah, man, thanks guys for tuning in, you know, and um, hope you guys enjoy the coming. <laughs> hope you guys enjoy the, uh, my uh, interview. And I'll talk to you at the end of this. Bowbulb.org is a podcasting platform and a medium for storytelling. This podcast is also available on all the major podcasting apps, including Apple and Google Podcasts. Podcast your life with Bowbulb.org. I'm working. That's,
0: me. That's my whole thing, growing, growing the art and... Before the pandemic hit, I was I was back in the Caribbean touring with my play like crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah. In fact, in fact, I wanna I would I would I'd like us to dissect a bit of all of that, Ben. So just just before we start, my brother, because we're recording right now, uh, just for my listeners, like I know you um I met you, uh you were from or rather I know you from being from Antigua, from Barbados, um yes. in the West India Islands. But I know you staying in the States. So just give us like a I don't know, like a just a five second introduction to who's Iyaba Mendigo. Mandingo, sorry.
0: Priest hey, family. I Bo Mandingo here. Uh, Originally from Antigua and Barbuda in the Caribbean. Been living in America for the past forty years. Grío right. um, storyteller. I use all of it, all the mediums: poetry, painting, stage, playwriting, all of it to tell our stories. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. I think you. I think you're one of the most complete. I call them like three sixty degree artists who use everything. Um. So yeah, man. Like you do use a bit of everything. So let's let's jump into it, my brother. Like um, I know you first, um, or rather I first uh, heard you as a as a writer, as a poet, right? So um, mm-hmm. which of which of these creative expressions came first, man? And um, which one? Or do you? which oh, wait. Just first, let's just um, let's just start there, and then we'll unpick the whole uh, you know, we'll pick the whole creativity
0: uh thing, bit by bit after that. So. Um, definitely visual, you know, my grandparents were, uh, my grandmother was a seamstress and my grandfather was a tailor. I found out later when they both passed that they, they were actually artists. My grandmother was a singer. My, my grandfather was a painter and a sculptor, but you know, being, being black people in, in, uh, Europe, in, in England and England controlled comedy, yeah. Yeah. Be, being an artist at those times was not practical. So they, they, they became artisans and it makes sense now because I, I remember the way they, they approached my grandfather absolutely sculpted. He, he made men's suits like sculpture so. Okay. My grandmother was, my grandmother, you know, a woman could bring her, this was like 60s, 70s, my grandmother could bring, woman could bring her, you know, a, a two pictures from some American magazine yeah. and say, you know, Van moa one, this top and this bottom, and she would combine them and then she yeah. would make a, She would make her, her own pattern and now the dress is hers to make. And I, those are the things you saw as a kid, but then only now do I realize yeah. that these people were really, she didn't use patterns she drew with the chalk directly onto the cloth. Sure. So that, that's really the first one and probably the most comfortable one. That I, I, you know, that's interesting.
1: That, that's interesting because if I if I if, if I look at your image, and I'm talking strictly online here, um, it's actually it's actually quite visual because you're a big fella. You know, you have the fashion, and I want to get to that. Um, you mm-hmm. know, and like I like it, man. And, and and it also looks because if I look at the your visual art, right, it has this character that I that, that I've that I've noticed consistent. That of like a, almost like a a conceptual version of a dreadlock raster and he com- he appears in quite a bit of the uh, in our I'd say enough of the enough of the pieces I know that I've seen for me to 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 notice it and um is that um or rather let's um let, let's start from the beginning so um with uh with um, visual art how do you how do you start conceptualizing um images or paintings because I've noticed you have a um you use a notebook as well
0: right yes I yes I yeah
1: yeah yeah tell mm-hmm. us about that man
0: well, they um they, they come they come the same way all of it was was mad you know I, and I'm gonna tell you coming to Africa and being there with you guys is what really helped me and, and in Nigeria a couple of months later spending five months in Nigeria sure it really helped me to to rediscover the African aesthetic because that's that's what I was killing myself about I'm, I'm trained in okay. European art yeah so I hit the wall I hit the wall after you know after a certain amount of years I I knew how to do dissect all their work and it wasn't i wasn't creating for my soul i was kind of creating for my brain yeah man and so i understand being with you guys being with you guys kind of really kicked it in in another place so now now i listen for the work the work comes very organically and then it's it's up to me as the jelly degree or to decide is it is it a painting is it a poem is it a play? Uh, is it a, a musical piece is it you know and I, that's the clarity that that being that coming to africa gave me yeah. but the work comes the same way my, with me it's like a rush, you know, I'll get, sure. to, especially with the art, with the, with the visual stuff, I'll get a visual, you know, call it, I guess you could call it a dream or a daydream. Yeah. And in my job, I, I, then I feel like I'm racing against the memory because the longer I wait to put it down, yes, yes, the, yes. More, the more the it sort of dulls. So so for me, it's really about attacking, which is probably why I paint so fast because it's it's really like trying to get the, what I'm seeing in my head, the colors, the shapes, the lines. Hmm. And, and 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 obviously, it's not going to come at exact what I want to get, like the... That, that the juju, the, 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 yeah, the yeah. magic of the idea. I want to get that part down. And then I feel like once I get that down, then I can apply the skills and the, the technical training to it to kind of make it better or, or easier to read. But for me, it's really about capturing that flash that I yeah. get in my, in my, in my, subconscious. Yeah. That's
1: interesting. That's interesting. So that's interesting. That's actually interesting. And it, and it explains like the speed of your work. Uh, I'd like to actually take you like even a step back, man, um, your politics, my brother, because your work is incredibly driven, uh, is incredibly political. I remember your poetry specifically. Um, mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> ah, very emotional. Um, 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 and, and it was, it was very interesting. I remember the one piece where you're talking about like colonialism and I've seen yes. I've, I've I've seen various uh, let me say I would say layers or, or, or similar themes um, through the visual art, and I want to get to the fashion and the and the sculpture mm-hmm. as we as we continue. So um, I guess I guess what I want I, I, I guess the short answer is like uh, um, you Pan Africanist, correct? Yes, very much. So um, tell us about your. I guess, like I, I guess, like what I'm going to speak to because I'm very interested to to understand where, um, how artists draw from the um, calling because I'm Pan, pan african myself, and I know my, my, my work has a very specific root because of that. Yes, word. It does. So there's there's you know there's there's there's, 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 a, there's a sort of a line where you draw a bench, like you know I, I, I won't do this and I won't do that. So explain to us a little bit about your Pan Africanism
0: and your belief system. Um, um yeah, yeah. Well, for me, it was it was it was almost, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it, I backdoored into it because you know coming here when I was in the Caribbean, I didn't I didn't feel it. out, you know being being dark skinned and having African features, I, you know everybody on my island looked like me. I can still remember the first time I saw a white kid. He, his father was at the with the Navy base in, in Antigua, and he came to school with us for a while. Sure. while in fifth form, that's about a, ten eleven years old. Okay. The first time I really saw a white person, other than the tourists, we would see once in a while. But they never really came into the town, but I yeah. they stay out on the edges of the country by the resort in the water. But for me, it was once I moved to America, it was it was the teasing. And it, it, my name was, you know, my mother named me Kenny. I was I was called ugly black ass red lip Kenny or African Kenny. So yeah. for many many years, the African was was a derogatory thing that that was used to attack me. And it, I just had a moment. I watched my brother sort of. Surrender and become an American, and watch my sister become an American. And I just decided I wasn't going to do that. I was going to hold my ground, and I was going to stay sure. in Antigua, or African, and and so that's what that was the beginning of it. And it, that made me want to go and find out why do I look like this. How come I look like this? Why does my mother look like this? Yeah. Why does my daughter look like this? And that that sent me to Africa looking for for me. And yeah. and that that was the that was the ground. Then when I found it and, and realized that. I come from something. It's a reason I look like this. Then I, that was the embrace. And it then for me, that led to to understanding this. You know, I have a history degree. So that led to, to understanding the, the, the slave trade and, and how, it, yeah. how it it dissected Africa and how it sent us all over the planet. So then I realized right away my connection to everybody, to, to the brothers and sisters in, in, in South Africa, yeah. in Nigeria, in, in Jamaica, in Saint Lucia, in in, in Benin, in, in you know, all these different places that I've been, I realized that these these people are people who, for them, we have this really, really wonderful connection to each other. So I love that, and, and, and the people that champion it, like Shabukwe like and those kind of people, yeah. uh, Amir Baraka that, that championed the idea, and Marcus Garvey, the idea of of African people realizing that we're better together, even if we're not on the same continent, that the, 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 the blood is our connection and, and, and working with that. So for sure. me, you know, pushing that, and then I have, you know, one of my favorite, very favorite artists, is uh, another another polymath. I think is, is Gordon Park. Gordon Park's was yeah, was yeah, a yeah, yeah. He's brilliant. He was a, he was a composer. Yeah. brilliant photographer. And he mm. said, he said, find your weapon. Yeah, minus minus photography. And I remember saying, I remember hearing him say that. I used to see him at Danny Simmons' uh, gallery in in in, in Brooklyn. Gal- Danny Simmons is um run running run running, and Russell Simmons older brother. Okay, okay, interesting. interesting. Yeah, and he 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 really is big on on supporting the community, the black community. So he, in his home in Brooklyn for years, he had a, um, he kind of converted it to a gallery slash house. Yeah. And he would have people there and, and a young artists like us could, could go there and mingle with corporate yeah, yeah. and These kind of people. And I remember him talking to us and saying that, you know, find your weapon. And I know that, and, you know, I was, in, uh, I was arrested for the poetry in, in, in 2003 and in two thousand and three, and and put in jail for about fifty five days by the government and almost deported, and and it was for the poetry mm. and for what I said, and and you know I remember him also saying "say what you mean and mean what you say," so those kind of things kind of coupled, and then I realized okay, so if if I if I have the ability to to use my poetry and my and my painting mm. as my weapon, as opposed to to, to really wanting to be like an orator's. Yeah. Malcolm X or, or Louis Farrakhan which which really puts you right in the middle of the bullseye I find like artists I, again being a historian mm. I find like we are the ones that really depict the time period like you want to find out what, what apartheid was like you can go and yeah. look at the, at the political papers but if you go and look at, at Stephen Biko's poems and the essays and the paintings that were written about that stuff. That's when you really, because for some reason, we get to almost infiltrate and sort of uh, almost like guerrilla. We get to be gorilla sure, the sure, whole thing. sure, really sure sneak sure. in. So I, I love the idea of being able to use my art and tell stories. And then again, from the historical point of view, I know that that's forever. You, yeah. I mean, we we know that the Renaissance had. I don't know who the the best uh, politician was during the Renaissance. I know who yeah, the best that doesn't was. even matter. I, yeah. I know right. I know who the best painter was. I know who the best poet was. I know who the best singer. and mm. I know the messages. You you can tell like the way the church ran everything during that time because the, the artists smuggled it into their work. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. so that I love that. I love the idea of of realizing that it, that for the most we're warriors, and you. I I say that for you as well. Yeah, uh, we're warriors, and and our weapon is art, and and it's it's. It's absolutely important because art is what really, you know, the visual is what really gives the people movement. You know, yeah, I, I, does. I'm doing this got a display here in Connecticut now with a young cat who I'm su- I, I did it just to support him. That was my main reason, and he's using like the the the, the uh, it's called um um African black uh, Americana. It's it's the images, the the Sambo and the blackface and all those things that they yeah. use America use yeah. to really. Create an image of black people. And that was something that was done very deliberately. The cat that did it was D.W. Griffith. He, he made a movie called Birth of a Nation. His yeah, father was, yeah, was yeah. a was a failed, was a frail civil war uh, general. So he made this movie propagating black people. And that's literally, you know, I mean, you talk about like people like these people who you see, these white men you see running America right now. Mm. Their grandfathers watched that movie.
1: Sure. You see what I'm saying? They grew sure. up watch sure.
0: those cartoons with, with us with big lips and, and, and all these kind of things and, sure. and parodying us as like we always so these are the things so when you realize the importance of art and how it can really create a, a psyche for people. Yeah. And you feel like, yeah, we have we have a really, really important job, and, I, and and then I don't play with it. That's why I don't play with it. I take it as seriously Yeah, as, you as can as a, tell. A, a, yeah, yeah, mm. I, I take it very seriously because I realize this is my this is why I came to the planet. Yeah. Something else that I got from Africa. I left Africa, knowing exactly why I was born, and that, mm. that's magical. Yeah, I don't. There's beautiful. not a lot of black mm. people. A lot of black people on the on the planet that realize why they were here. We struggle our whole lives wanting to figure out because we have to fight through the racism and the dogmas and the stereotypes. Sure, and it takes you so long to stop long enough to go. Okay, so who am I? Why am I here? What 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 am, what is what is my what is going to be my contribution to the universe? Mm. Oh, to, to know that you know what I'm saying at 51 years old and feeling strong and powerful is awesome, bro. Awesome, awesome, awesome feeling.
1: Yeah, yeah. I can, um, I can definitely see that in the work, man. And I'm talking specifically visual art here because I want to touch on two more things and then move into the sculpture. Um, like the um, the color, the colors is incredibly vibrant, and like it's interesting because as we were talking, I was I was thinking you were saying earlier on that like you get these flashes or, or sort of these moments of. Um, you know where you um where you see the image and like as you um as we're explaining it now but 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 I can I can I can or can I I your processes it is it's clear it's clear I can and, and I um mm. and I um and I can understand it uh is there is there a music element um um in the process as well is there is, because yeah you, because you actually speak and because as, as as a performer as well there's strong rhythm in in, in everything so I'm interested
0: yeah Absolutely. I mean, as far as when I'm working, yeah, I love I love Fela Kuti. Yeah. Um, again, I mean, you know, he, he I think he embodies more so than anybody. Absolutely, I mean, more, uh, than anybody. Uh, more than 100%. anybody. I agree. There were percent. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm, and I, I, I'm talking, I'm talking, Tosh, Peter Tosh, yeah. and Bob Marley. I think I think Fela is, is a is a senior brother to those guys. Uh-huh. I think Fela is 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 what happens. When when an artist completely and totally commits to the idea that this is my weapon and this is what I have to beat down the system. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah, I see mean, I see, you I see what, I what you're mean?
1: saying. I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah, so 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 I, I love that that dedication and I also love the, the cleverness of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he he was able to really incorporate so many things in him. I mean and he, he was visual. He was yeah. you know, absolutely very, musical, but very visual. Very, yeah. But I also like it's a brother from a, a relative of mine who's um, I don't know if you know them. the out of the Virgin Islands, he's from Antigua, like me, but he moved to the Virgin Islands as a boy. His name is Vaughn Benjamin. He, he sang, he was in mm-hmm. the lead for the uh, the, the, the reggae band Midnight. Okay, yeah, anytime you get a chance, dig into them, they yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure. Just so, those two things definitely when i I love, I love kind of the ability to, hmm. to have the music take me to another place, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I, I not only. Not only am I alone in my studio, but I'm I'm actually not even in my studio in my headspace. Yeah, you know I totally I and mean,
1: in fact in fact I'm 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 quite I'm quite similar um um in that regard. My brother, this is this is the this is the part of the visual art section which I find the most interesting because um I've been noticing over the past few months or so that like these and um these sculptures that you that you're doing and the way the way I view it, it's actually like a character. Uh, from mm-hmm. the visual art that that, that 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 sort of took on a 3D form, and um, yes, yes. <laughs> I
0: really
1: I really enjoy the uh, uh, I would say this, um, Achman. Um, I actually read an article about it early on where this there's, there's this aesthetic where you and this is the sister I know. Um, fucking dope who does a similar thing where they where they work like our work looks under microscope and under microscope mm-hmm. is all these beautiful organic shapes but it's all um, structured. Uh, so I see <laughs> I see a little bit of that. Uh, 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 um, aesthetic in, in the work. So, um, but before we get to that, um, explain to me the process of coming from um, you know this this character like 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 almost falling out of the the page and and into a three D and to a three D um, or rather sculpture. Um, yeah, I, I, how I, I, did you how did you come about doing that? And yeah, just explain to me the processes, man. I,
0: I love I love I love that. Um, I'm smiling because you know I mean as an artist, and I know you know this. Realizing that that your that your point is that you're connecting with somebody. Even if yeah, you know rest, absolutely. You know man. what I'm saying? I love some. I, I give, give thanks for that, brother. Because, thanks, thanks, so, thinking. So yeah, years ago, yeah, years ago, I um the National Endowment for the Arts program um, put me through a training, you know, a 16 week training program where I, you know, I got the qualifications to become a master teaching artist and da-da-da-da. okay. And when we got out of that, the the people that really really um embraced it and really got the most out of it. They offered us an opportunity to get with a professional artist. I must've been in my like late twenties, early thirties at the time. Okay. And and I did, I hooked up with a professional artist and me being, me being a little naive at the time, you know, they, they asked you, who would you, you know, you imagine your perfect mentor. And I was like, you know, a black, black man or woman in the early, in the early, uh, you know, maybe in in somebody that, that, that's like my parents age. And, um, and, and, you know, and, and, and i thinking that I, it would help me do this, 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 and this. You know, I really need to yeah. be better. Yeah. Right? And and what they did was they hooked me up with a white cat. Actually, he was a profet- He's he, he ran the art department at a at the community college that I've taught at a few times in Norwalk, which is like a couple of state, a couple of uh, towns over from okay. where I am now. Okay. And I was a little taken aback when he came in because I'm like, damn, this is like, they, they literally like the emphasis of, the, uh, of, of, of who I asked for is who I got. Sure. But, it was, it was cool because I'd rapped to him. I knew he was a cool cat, you know, we were colleagues. But one of the very first things he said to me was, you know, Ayaba, I'm really glad I got you because he, he's a sculptor. And he does like sort of uh, um, uh, in sort of this, this new age sort of uh, nondescript sculpture, abstract sculpture. Yeah, yeah, it. okay. And, and he said to me, he said to me, which, which which is why I smile when you made the point, when you made the <laughs> observation, he said, uh, Ayaba, you paint like a sculptor. I was like, "What do you What do you mean?" He said, "Well, most painters don't think about the back of things and the side of things and underneath things." He hmm. said, "When you look at your paintings, I could see that you're thinking about the back of the person, even though you're painting the front of them, just by how you deal with the spacing." And that that kind of opened my brain and made me want to try. So for the sure. you know, the next couple of years, I went and got wire just because I was a little scared of of like going to get anything more. Yeah, precious, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. The wire was, like, forgivable. Was yeah, just some yeah I, 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 wire. I get it. I and, get it. That's beautiful. Yeah, I right. get it. And uh, I, I started bending. I started bending and bending and bending. And, again, Africa, man, coming back from Africa. I came back from Africa, and those mothers, they just kept demanding to be made. And, and because I had already started experimenting with recycled material, I got, you know, I went to the carpeting store, and they got the big tubes, you know, they wrap the carpet on. Yeah. I got a crap load of those. And then I went to the fabric store and got the little, the smaller tubes. And I started putting them together, playing and realized these things were coming, and then the idea of how to make them stand up—you know—I made wood. I made wood. Made the feet wood, so it yeah, would have yeah. this balance, and it would have a weight to them. So all of those things kind of happened. But then I start painting them, and as I'm painting them, the brethren that I stayed with, the professor, in, in, in uh, when I was in uh, Nigeria in Calabar, um, his name is Anietu. He calls me one day. He's like, "My brother, how are you painting? How are you painting in Sibidi? <laughs> I did not show you that. I didn't I did show you in Sibidi. I'm like, I, brother, I don't even know what you're talking about. He said, those things you are painting on on the on the sculpture, they're in CBD, brother. I, I'm telling you this. <laughs> and, and the, he's he's a part of the Bibio people. He, in which are like they're even they they trace the connection to that region even farther back than the Yoruba and the, okay. the, the house uh, and the Ibu there. So okay. I, I asked him, so I started picking his brain, like, what is this? He said it's a, it's a it's a it's an ancient form of writing that's as old as hieroglyphics that that well the boys, when the boys went into manhood trading, this is what they were—they were taught. They had to learn this writing style. Okay. And when the when the English found that we were using it to communicate during the slave trade, they outlawed it. So for for the most part, it's sort of not even used a lot. And I'm like, he's like, where did you get it? I said, brother, I, I fell when I was over there, right? Yeah. And I said, brother, I, I I didn't get hurt. I felt like elect, elect electrocuted, if that's the right way to put it. And I was like, brother, all I know is that if I'm meditating and I'm cool, you know, burn something and it, it comes out of me. Somebody knock on my studio door and I go back to it. I feel like I'm not the one that was working on it. And yeah. he just laughed. He yeah. said, that's insipidity, brother. That's what he said. This is what the old people gave you to bring back. I was like, wow. So <laughs> that is what, that's what you see in them. Beautiful. To, that to, to know that that's something like he was like, He's telling me, you're putting words. He said, I see words. You have the word for journey. You have the word for unity. You have the word for love. I can see the word for man. I'm like, I'm just doing like stream of conscious. That's all I was doing at the time. So that blew my mind. But wow. Africa blew my mind completely. <laughs> so that is that is where it came from. Because I promise you, I mean, to the point of like arguing with my teachers I wanted to not have my work because I see what happens to black artists, not only here in America, but all over the world, Africa as well, when we base our aesthetic on on the European country. Absolutely. Art, which yeah. is which is so formularic. Like they yeah. have, you know, like like this, the, the, like you learn in art history. They use they use shapes to set up and then they would yeah. paint use those shapes as their map. We don't do that. Yeah. We don't do that. We come out yeah. of our souls. So from yeah for years wanting to wanting to know how to connect with that. I thought I would have to meet somebody. You know, you have all these ways yeah. that you think you can get them. And, and what happened was living in Africa, being in Africa for six weeks with y'all in South Africa and then Nigeria for five and a half months and then going and seeing a Sangoma in South Africa and having her telling me that they, I was supposed to be there. And in a couple of months, I'll be up there in Nigeria before I ever knew I was going to Nigeria. All of them things to me magically connected. And I feel like, you know, I'll be 52 in September brother. And, you know, mm. you no know, poets can, can get romantic at times, but for me, <laughs> Never in my life have I <laughs> felt more comfortable in my skin than than those than the six the six seven almost seven months I spent between South Africa and Nigeria. Sure, never I've never felt more comfortable in my skin. I've never felt more like there was no insecurity, like the, you know, no more of this, none of it. it. It was it was like the first like two months in Nigeria was it was just a trip re- trying to sure. realize that like I I wasn't feeling that way, and I'm looking around, I'm realizing that. That I'm not the move, I'm not the darkest guy there. I don't have the biggest nose. I don't have the fullest lips. And I'm like, wow. And then yeah. you know, like mystic things. Like I would end up walking. I would go for leave the house. And then when I come back to myself, I'm like ten miles away from the house. Sure. I'm sitting talking talking with, talking with a man who's talking Yoruba to me, and I'm 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 over his, and I'm talking bits <laughs> and pieces to him, and yeah. you know, it's like it was one. of, Yeah, bro. So yeah. that is where that comes from. That is completely. What Africa gave me to bring back
1: here—that's beautiful. That's that that's yeah. that that's incredible. That's incredible. I like that. Um, moving on to you uh, to the uh, to the your to the writing and your performance. I see you've got a you've got a show coming up. When is it? The uh, in September, the 5th of
0: September at the Electric Theatre in New York. Um, oh no, that yeah that's a that's that's actually an old poster from from Ah. when we when we when we did the run but it is it is coming back um that's what i was taking to the caribbean so what i've been i'm just pushing that because what happened was uh right where i I was in i was in uh this time last year exactly actually i was in the the, um, virgin islands doing i had 16 shows okay shows and and the the play the play that i brought to south africa it's it's grown exponentially because we've added music and yeah, so um
1: so so tell me about that because um because because this is uh, 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 another genre, I would call it a genre or style or whatever that, that, I, that mm-hmm. I've noticed in the arts and then it's all over uh where where people have this sort of multidisciplinary shows, right? So there's sort mm-hmm. of action painting, uh, maybe some music, but a teaching or whatever, so some live music, acoustic, yes. whatnot, you know, theater or poetry or stage or whatnot. Yes. And and it's sort yes. of all forms. So 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 um yeah, man, like you know, you yeah, on our side, I know we very busy on very, very similar. Um but now I know COVID came in and sort of like I don't yeah, know made everything kinda effed up and you know, things have slowed all over course, the show yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, so yes. um
0: so I That I'm was tell- my attempt to really get get it back in the view because I, I was I had I was scheduled to go to the British Virgin Islands for, for a dozen shows. Yeah. So this is as as things I cause I think that the universe is gonna kinda settle back itself. This was just Mother Nature telling us we need to relax and breathe. Actually, uh, actually, so.
1: actually, tell me, tell me a bit about that, man, because I'm um, COVID year, uh, last year in in uh, uh, through because our lockdown started in fact about a year ago, um, um, or, mm-hmm. or close to a year ago. And um, my first, I would say, about 20 or so podcast. were actually just talking to artists and how they were adapting to the uh, to the to the to the, to, um, to the lockdown. How uh, the processes were changing, how their mindsets and and so on and so on. Um, so tell me, man, because I mean, like, I read up. I, I mean, I follow a lot, but what Happening in the states, and with your past mm-hmm. president, with that thing that happened early on today, um, crazy yeah, man! Um, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like a reality show. But um, anyway, I don't want to really touch base on that now. Um, yes, um, so, so tell yes, me, sir. man, how did um, how did the pandemic and the lockdown specifically, like, um, did it prejudice or did it close down any of your processes? And how did you how did you treat it, or rather, how did you react to it as an artist?
0: Well, you know what? Um, first thing, the very first thing I did was remember remember that everything is us you know everything is inside already I, I, I mean I'm I really mean this well I don't want to beat a debt a beat, beat the, the thing the issue but Africa just changed me so, so sure. for the last five years my my mindset has been a different kind of mindset I don't have I don't have self-doubt I don't have insecurities so I've been focused and so I just kept in that same mode so since March from March to to, to now here it is February mm-hmm. these last 11 months. I've never been that productive as a, as a visual artist Bigger, or as a yeah, writer. Yeah. I've never been. I mean, I mean I've mean, finished I finished uh, two plays that have been lingering, um, two children's books, one that, that's been wow. lingering since my, my, since my youngest son was seven. He's now 25, going on 26, finished it, um, wrote a new play. Uh, and easily, the, the, the pandemic work, like the stuff that I immediately, like, like the knee-jerk reaction to the pandemic, I painted an entire series. Yeah, um, and then and then what had led off of that? I you know just the inspiration kept coming. So I would say, without exaggeration, over a hundred major pieces I've painted. Sure. Without without exaggerating, and I'm, tripping, I'm 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 adding up because on top of everything, all the other stuff I've done, I'm also doing an ode to Jacob Lawrence, who's a, one of America's most famous black artists. And he did in the '40s, he did a piece, uh, a series called Migration, which was a story of African Americans leaving the South and coming North. For economic reasons, and you know, running from yeah. from from slavery, from slavery and, yeah, and and, yeah. Jim, and Jim and Jim Crow, and that whole vibe, and it's brilliant the way he did it because instead of just titles, he actually put captions. So when you put the sixty pieces together, yeah, it's it's really this congruent story of yeah. of the journey, the things we they endured. And I'm thinking to myself,
1: interesting. I'll check it out. I like that. Sure,
0: we yeah. we from the third world, we third world people at so called. We've been coming to North America, Canada, and America and Europe. Foot just as long, maybe even longer. Scale, yeah. But nobody's ever documented that, so I've I've been doing that. I just mm. counted. We are we are. It took him two years to do the to do the sixty panels. Um. I just counted. I'm I, I'm on number thirty one right now, working on the thirty one the thirty first one. I started it like four months ago. Yeah. So you count just just those thirty one pieces, and easily I've done seventy other pieces on top of it. It's been so productive. That's and incredible. Me, it's been the reason, uh, yeah. It's been the reason to stay focused, and on top of that, I also remember. That Mother Nature is the greatest. Yeah, we are, We already have a vaccine. It's called your immune system, and your job is to make it strong. You know what I'm saying? It's, yes. it's to make it strong. That's yeah. it. Your job is to make it strong. Get sun. You know, exercise. Yeah.
1: Exercise. Eat, yeah. eat
0: properly. You know. That's what yeah. I think. I think that this is what. That's the, when the smoke plays from this. The people that are going to be irie are the yeah, people that the healthy remember. Ones. Re, yeah, are going to be ones that remember what this was about, and I don't mean just physically, mentally, spiritual health, because I really feel like I mean again, historic history. A hundred years ago in America, this time period was called the Roaring Twenties. Because (laughs) the young people, the young people was like, F that. We don't want to deal with that 19th century idea. Mom, you and dad could go meet dinosaurs. I'm going up to Harlem. I want to go dance with black people. I'm going to smoke some reefer. I'm going to open my head and see what's going on. I'm going to wear, nope, I'm not. I'm wearing my dress right below my ass because I like it like that. And I'm going to go. And that's what happened. And it, it was, America was so panicked that they invented prohibition. To try to stop what the, what the twenties were, and when you look when you back up and think about it, 100 years there's no coincidences. It's always that you know. You yeah. and I for example, we're unique because we get to we're like that unique people who that nobody our generation so people that can talk about the things we can talk about existed 100 years ago. Marcus Garvey, Sigmund Freud, these kind of people. Yeah, who, who lived who lived some of their life in the 19th century. And some of their life in the twentieth century. 20th century yeah. There are a lot of people who were born, like my mother, for example. My mother was born, and you know, in the fifties, and here she is still alive. Or, or you and I. Yeah. But there are people. There, there, were people who didn't, you know, who are born in, like my grandfather. My grandfather was born in, uh, a, 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 or my grandfather's generation. Somebody could be born in 1916, and then they pass away before the century's over. So they live inside of a century. When you when you overlap a century, you have this crazy perspective because literally some of this stuff is played. Like my, I'm, I'm a, I've been teaching for 27 years and the last 15 years I've been teaching third and fourth graders. So this is like, these are like uh, eight and nine-year-olds, seven year Yeah, yeah, and nine yeah, years. yeah, 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 yeah. Brother, they they don't, they're not buying any of those dogmas in the past where you judge somebody because of their sexual orientation or because of yeah, their, you know, their yeah, skin color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't even get them to upload it. They think it's so silly. Yeah. It, 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 they really, truly do. Like on this really like, philosophical level when you talk to them like they are like Mr. Ayaba but why how come people don't like each other because he's that color but
1: well, yeah. he's my friend
0: yeah and he, what do you tell them you know you tell them that the yeah, people the that is changing, them that created mm. this they, yeah man and and, 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 and and the kids every time I talk to the you know when the adults they try to get at these kids would tell them how they should do it I'm like listen we had our turn to mold the world we moved. yeah yeah big time the best we could do is help these children <laughs> for sure help these children because 'Cause it's their planet and we For left sure. them a, a bag of shit. Yeah. Help them or get the hell out of the way. That's it. If mm. you're in my age group, stop acting like you're a leader. Nobody wanna hear your old ideas. Mm. want to support the 20 year olds and the night and the team. those those teenagers with, with, with ideas because they're the ones who're gonna have to figure out what to do sure. with that, that 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 island of plastic that we have in the Pacific Ocean that, that's as big as Hawaii, with just plastic that's killing animals every day. They're the ones who are gonna have to deal with the depleted ozone layer. We're gonna die before any of those things take. The, the real repercussions mm. of those things, that laziness that we did. So we should be supporting them hundred percent, bro. So that that's really like my focus completely. I mean, mm, I, I, I get never you. mind that. I it, get never you. mind that at a thirteen-year-old immigrant in America, it was a Puerto Rican teacher that looked over the shoulder of an insecure little boy and said, "Man, that's a beautiful brushstroke. You're, you're probably an artist, and I'm walking out of that class that day thinking I'm an artist. So when people ask me, you know, how come I'm still teaching all these years later when I'm I'm successful this and this, it's because I feel like it's my duty to make sure that one, even if it's one kid that I encourage, you know, my brother, my younger brother by a year is doing 35 years for murder. He was on America's Most Wanted. He you was, know, so yeah. It's, it's literally the difference. It, it, who knows if that brother didn't say that to me, maybe it, you know. Every time my brother kept telling me, "Yo, come sell these drugs with me, man. We making mad money." Maybe I would have went. But yeah. by the by the time by the time my brother went off to be a Mr. Drug Dealer at seventeen, I was eighteen and, and thinking about going to school
1: and getting yeah. me a degree
0: for art. And so you see what I'm saying? It's like the little, little time I'm aware of that. And when we see our children, you know, they we live in it, it, we live in like it's like the size of the holes that with potholes we have to try to navigate from from nine to ten years old, from twenty to twenty two years old. It, it's it's crazy, man. And people mm-hmm. don't realize that. The roads that are, we have to walk are filled with some some deadly holes that you can die from falling. In. Not no twist ankle. You can fall and die in these some of these holes. And yeah. it's the only reason is because you look like us. So to me, that's the main thing man, is pushing the idea of that.
1: You know? I get you, my brother. Um, last sort of question on the on the art man. Is there something that I i'm I'm actually quite interested to you to, tot uh, um your fashion um um or it almost it almost looks as if you have your own brand i know there's a specific style it looks as if there's a uh, as it comes comes across as if you uh trying to say you know like like you're explaining now like you this um um, i i don't never know what the word is but like an older fellow who's still down with everybody you know who's still yes, relatable yes. um um and colorful i i, I mean uh, the, the textures and everything uh, i think as a, i personally yeah, i like it so just two things on about that man firstly is it your own is it your own design is it your own um is it,
0: you know um or, or are you working with somebody uh the, a lot of the clothes i'm i'm just i'm, I'm a scavenger in, in frankenstein okay okay my grandfather like i'll take i'll take uh i'll take you know like right now i have here in my studio i have a uh free people is one of the biggest you know american people and they, their biggest designers right now uh they have this place here that sells a lot of their their crap when they when they when they make the clothes and it's you know maybe a zipper's wrong or this is wrong. Ah, uh, yeah and they get, discard it yeah yeah i'll get those for little or nothing and because of because of the training i was my grandfather's apprentice And I remember used used to ask him, you know, your daddy, daddy, what is this? Why do I have to do this? What is this going to be good for? And I teach puppeting. I teach, I teach three know, third graders how to sew now. So you realize the full circle of a thing. So having that, when I see those things, I'll take the zipper out. I'll change the top. I'll change the bottom. But mainly mainly what I've been doing, mainly what I have been, I'll tell you how we started. So I like croquettes because when we came here. That was the only sneakers that mommy could afford to buy me. You know, yeah. She'd give me twenty-two dollars. I would go to the store. The man sold them for twenty-five, and he would let me get them for twenty-two dollars. And so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, in, in that's the same store I'm telling you about that sells the the damaged goods. And yeah. I see some croquettes. I'm so happy to see the croquettes because it's been so many years since I saw croquettes that I buy them right away. They were five dollars, low cut, white, high cut, high cut, white ones. You know, got like ten. I bring sure. them home. <laughs> And I'm going to I realized why they were five dollars. There's a big gigantic smudge on here. <laughs> yeah. Big like oil smudge. You know what I'm saying? So I'm yeah. like, man, I can't do nothing with this. And the, the little voice goes paint on it. So I put I paint did the first one did you know, some African, I call it a West the West Africans. I painted some African masks and used the sort of the insibid in between it.
1: Mm.
0: And you know, thought nothing of it. Um had them all in a in a, uh, a picture, in a picture that ended up on Facebook, and no kidding. In like two weeks I had I had like seventy orders in my in my inbox. Interesting. So that's yeah. where it started. And I'm like, okay, cool. And in, in the 80s, I used to do, I was the cat that you could come get, you know, graffiti on the back of your denim jacket. So I was okay. like, okay. Okay. Yeah. There it is. So I pulled those two things together and I started doing like the one of my one of my most um pieces I'm most proud of is I went to the thrift shop, bought an old black suit. My grandfather again comes in, I ripped it out, altered it to fit me properly all the things he taught me kind of not even realizing because he, he wouldn't say sit down. He would look up and go, boy, you're paying attention. You're looking. And, and that's how it went up. You know what I'm saying? So I took this suit and I put I put the insipidity all over it. And uh, Ebony Fashion Fair, two years ago, they had a show in, in, um, in Manhattan. So I wear the suit because I, I figure everybody's going to be there and everybody's going to be doing their individual thing. I'm wearing the suit. I go in. First thing that happens is they ask me to walk in the fashion show later on that day. So my mind is already blown. Then all the models, all the all the beautiful sisters and brothers are coming up and taking pictures with. Me. That blew my mind. Yeah. So then it's time for it's time for the fashion show. I go backstage and as I walk in backstage, Dapper Dan gets up and goes, "Oh shit, that's bad." <laughs> I don't know. If you, I don't know if, you know if you know who Dapper Dan is. uh name rings a bell. D- Dapper Dan is the cat who made all those all of especially LL's yeah, clothes. LL yeah, back yeah, in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, rings a bell. The trou- yeah, with the, with the bubbly stuff, and now yeah. he's a. What happened was Gucci went and stole one of his ideas, and and they got blown up. They got put on blast for it, and because of that, they now work with him. So now he's become a millionaire, and he's, he's getting the credit he des- he deserved all these years because Gucci like they were just robbing all of his designs. They actually sued. That's how we they put him out of business because he was taking like the he would you you could take like some Gucci you can go get, get the, uh, the 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 pleather or the leather with the, with the fake Gucci brand yeah, and take yeah, it down to, yeah. to him in the eighties and he would make you a whole Gucci suit, a whole Louis Vuitton suit, Uh, a whole Polo suit. So those those guys got together and put him out of business, and then years later, they get caught using his ideas, so now they work something out with him. So to have him, and I got a photograph of him, and to have him thumbs up, that's what really made me go, okay, I wanted something. That's interesting. So so now now we're actively looking for a seamstress and and somebody who who will take the designs that I have and make them for me, and then, then, you know... um, the big thing right now is hopefully when when all of this clears, is I'm going to go. I'm going to be going to uh to India to link with a cat where I can get the fabrics. I'm, I'm yeah. Have somebody uh, in Senegal yeah. that's going to make the textiles for so I me. Mean, then I can get them and and import the, the fabrics, have them made, have the stuff made <laughs> over there in Africa. Yeah. Where I can help people and give people work. Yeah. And and, and import them here. You know, you got I got four, you know four Joko's there in South Africa. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: He's dope. He's fucking dope, and yeah. I love his work. So
0: so this is where we're going. That's mm. the direction. And again, what is it? 't if you told me you know uh, 10 years ago that this is gonna be what happens like for example last year we we as a company Ayaba arts we, we did better we did more sales with the with the with the uh, the fashion than we did with the painting that's
1: interesting that that's 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 super 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 interesting thanks for that man I'm actually I'm actually glad because I just want to do a follow-up uh, uh, episode actually on that because you touched on a lot of points there that uh, really really rung with me um, um, just uh just, um what <laughs> uh, what are you gonna call the brand or is it gonna called the Yaba arts right
0: no it's, it's called it's called mendingo wear
1: mendingo wear yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. so 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 it's just gonna be a male uh, fashion
0: label no kids women whatnot no no, no everybody everybody I kind of I, I've sort of stretched out into definitely making stuff for the sisters especially mm. the thick sisters because I love thick women Um <laughs> And and uh, and children because I'm I'm now having a couple of grandbabies so um I'm we branching out and doing everything because I'm like I said brother the mind is open and now yeah I get what, you what's bro. beautiful and what traps us a lot of times us about us our people is that we do we we think inside of these little boxes they can put us yeah in. yeah I, know, get, I, I, I get I don't get have it. I have I have no plans on on, on producing my stuff here I'm, I want to bring I'm going to take it to the Caribbean mm. and take it to the and take bring it to Africa and have it be produced there with our people I like that have it made beautifully. Have it made right. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And then and then send it back over here yeah. with, with that flair and promote, promote, promote. So that the, this this is what to me, this is what Pan-Africanism is. Mm-hmm. This is what this is what the the leaders, and those people were pushing for was for us, our generation, to make yeah. that connection. Yes, identify, but beyond identify, what can you do now? What mm-hmm. else can you do? You know, I'm living here in America, so I know this is like retail capital of the world. So what can we do? What can we do to make sure that yeah, the brother in up. Suriname, the brother in Diana, the brother in Brazil can make a product, we can make a product together, and I bring it here, and we everybody eat food. Mm. I love that. I love that, my brother. I love that. I love that. Sort of in closing, man, um,
1: well, I mean, you sort of answered the one thing but moving forward because you're incredibly busy and there's multiple projects going on. So uh, is there anything like a anything coming up within the next few months that you can promote? um i mean like like talk about it right now on the podcast
0: absolutely absolutely um actually this wednesday uh you go on my page on my facebook page i'll have the link you haven't sent it to me yet but i'm gonna be uh i have a show it's called um seen in every direction and it's uh the sculpture the mothers the the mothers we've been talking about the the circle of mothers they're going to be in the show with uh, a sister and another brother from uh, went to yale in new haven uh on on the campus up there um they're going to be it's a, vir- it's a virtual show. They have this large gallery where you can Dope, man. look in through the window. So, um, we're going to be doing a podcast, uh, a podcast on Wednesday, talking about the show, it'll be the version. I guess it would be like if, we're in old times, it would be like this would be the equivalent of the opening. Yeah, so that I'm pushing yeah. for sure. Um, and I got we're working on a, on our second book of poetry. It's um, uh, it's called Season Rice. Season Rice is like one pot style, so a little bit of everything, like jollof rice. Like you know, you put in whatever is there. So yeah, yeah, some yeah, yeah. Stories, yeah, yeah. Some essays, some poems. And we're almost done. We're in the second edit of that right now, and um, man, just continue to work. And and I have sure. a, my new play, uh, my new play, uh, Silver Bracelets is um, we're and we're gonna we're setting up for the first read, which I'm definitely planning on doing via uh Zoom. So I definitely will link you into that. Yo, and, um, man, yeah, let me know. I'll definitely. I wanna. I'd love to check it out, man. Absolute, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That that realistically, I think it. We're thinking probably closer to the end of March because I, I have all my people. I've sent the script out, so people are reading right now and kind of yeah. checking out which character do you think they dig and we're going to do it right on the zoom thing. Man.
1: Absolutely. My brother, you must definitely look me up. I definitely want to check that out, man. So, so this, this is, this is the last question. Um, and I, I'm, and I, and I'm asking everybody that, um, cause I would like to little project running on the side here. The COVID vaccine,
0: my brother, are you going to get just, are you, are you going to get yourself vaccinated? Absolutely not! Absolutely not! I was—I was, I was gonna—I—I was—I saw the thing, and I was hoping I was gonna remind you to make sure you asked me that question. So, no, <laughs> I'm not. And I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. Tell I'm us, a, um, tell us, tell us, tell us what. I'm, I'm not talking from—I'm not talking for everybody, but for me specifically. I'm from Antigua. I have on my arm, and I don't know if you guys—hello—did it, did it, did it? On my left arm, I have the vaccination from the polio and all of those, all of those, okay. uh, those vaccines that they that they. You hear?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I get you, I got
0: you, I got you, I got all those, you. All those vaccines that they, right that they worked with in the seventies. Yeah. They tested yeah. it on us in the Caribbean. Yeah. So, so the, I'm a fifty-one year old. My the fifty my fifty one year old American counterpart, he doesn't have that scar in his arm. Why? Because they, they they worked it out in the Caribbean on us, those people, and then they brought they they perfected it. So by the time my counterpart, my American born counterpart, got the, got that vaccine, he got it as a as a as a shot as a drink in his mouth. Sure. Us they scarred the hell out of our arms. Also, also, I remember I had the first tooth I had pulled on my head out of, out of my mouth was when I was about eight years old. Yeah. It was at the Baptist church. I remember my mother going, you know, when my mother went and it was a big thing. It was a picnic and there was food and everybody was happy. And we went in and they, they pulled one tooth out of one side and they filled another one on the other side of the cavity. And now I realize, well, who were they? They were practicing dentist residents down there playing with the Negroes. Mm getting it right. And then they came up here to be dentists. They wouldn't experiment up here. So I already know what that's like. And I'm not even going to talk about the Tuskegee experiment and all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going
1: to
0: keep working on my, I'm going to keep strengthening my immune system. I'm, I'm going back to eating just plant-based about the last three or four years now, make my immune system strong, focus on that and and be completely aware. Like I started building in Antigua already in my country. A woman started building in Antigua. Mm. Um, our, our oldest son is married to Nigeria and they started building there in Nigeria. I'm not thinking about America anymore. Any place yeah. that's gonna is gonna try to make me just tell me that if I want to stay there, I'm gonna move to another place. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm playing. Yeah. I don't have you know all my kids. All my kids are adults now. I'm not connected in that way. I'm out, brother. I'm not taking it. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I think any black person that takes it is putting away, is Is offering white people trust that they have not earned. No.
1: Yeah. interesting. Interesting. Um, actually, I did like three episodes, like on the like on the COVID vaccine, and like I'm still um, asking everybody. And uh, I'm I actually probably towards the end of the year, I've, I have a project in mind um, where I want to talk just about the vaccine because it's really yeah, dividing man. everybody and like with yeah, us man. Yeah, man. you know as artists you gotta you gotta travel and whatnot and whatnot. So yes, so, sir. yes sir.
0: I'm thinking, yeah, I, a, I did a piece, one of one of the pandemic pieces is called I'm worried about Africa. And it's just it's just it's just a dread and you see the tears. And I, I think, you know, I think there's a connection to this and the depopularization that's been pushed by people like like well Prince Prince Harry and, and Bill Gates. I really think there's something to that. Mm. I really do, man. Mm. I, really, I really feel like, and it's one of these things. They already, we already know that vaccines kill people. They tell you already. They've already put out the The flu vaccine kills people. So when people die from it, it's going to be one of those things. Like, like yeah,
1: man. It's like it's like it's like an absolutely. It's absolutely crazy, man. And I think it's going to be more and more bigger part of our lives of moving forward. Um, from yeah, that's why I'm, that's why I want to ask everybody and get everybody's opinion and um yeah man so my brother thanks a lot man just like in closing closing where can anybody get hold of
0: you so like social media uh, handles uh, websites etc um social media is ayabi Ibo mandingo facebook instagram twitter all of those things you can find me at the same place on all of those things um website uh um yeah all the connections you type me into any engine and all of those things are going to yeah. pop up um yeah all yeah, right, yeah, man. That's, that's... Yeah, but, man Dico, thanks a lot, my brother. I think it was
1: pretty cool, man. And, like, um, oh, brother, yeah, please. man, like your artwork really you, moves me, you. man. Like, I, yeah, man, let's um, let's connect again. I'll definitely keep in touch with regards to when the episode goes live and all of that. And, um, big up, please. my brother. You know, all the best Good with your you. show coming you.
0: up Wednesday. And we'll keep in touch yes, via social media. Thank you for the prize, bro. Thank you for the prize. My, my spirit is high right now. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. I'm talking to Africa. You've done (laughs) that. Stay strong and stay safe, man. Yeah, same to you, King. Cheers. Out. Yes, sir. Love you, Africa. Peace. Peace. Baobalb.org
1: is a podcasting platform and a medium for storytelling. This podcast is also available on all the major podcasting apps, including Apple and Google Podcasts. Podcast your life with bowbulb.org. Everybody, I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, Iyaba Mandingo, like very energetic brother and a highly talented brother. You know, as I said in the um early on in the in the interview, he's probably one of the most complete three sixty degree artists I know out there. Um, his um, his written work versus visual work and even our sculptures, I think they're actually quite all linked, and and even the fashion, I think it's a really really cool. Um, um, form of creative expression. So definitely check him out, man. Like um, you know, Yaba Mendingo where it was the Yaba Mendingo. Ah, but all the information um will be available uh, will be available. So yeah man, um moving on to next week's episode. Um I actually got a few scheduled man. So um scheduling has been a bit of a night has been a bit of a nightmare for me this week. And um, so um but um I'm gonna so yeah I don't think I'll announce it yet just in case the brother or the sister can can't make it but there's um another i want to the next the, the next few episodes will be uh um, there's a I'm, I'm talking to a brother katie who's amazing man like this brother does these uh, fabric paintings on sneakers and uh you know you know sporties and hoodies. i think he's fucking dope and i really want to i really want to unpick him and as a young fella man and i really want to support this homie because i think he's got an outstanding talent you know so i'm not too sure i know i'm recording him um, in about a week's time but there's somebody else that i've well, possibly two people that i might record um before that so definitely have a look out for that man and besides i'll be tweeting about it um and um so so check out that handle and remember and on that man um, remember to give us all your shout outs uh comments is always appreciated uh subscribe i always forget us forget to ask people to subscribe um i guess like because i'm just so focused on creating the content man and 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 (laughs) yeah anyway but please do man and um Yeah, man, I'll be telling, um, I'll be having, um, I'm not sure how yet, but I want to have more closer to April more and and an episode based just on my my solo show because I fixed, um, I've got the name down, it's going to be called um, The Red Lighter Project, which as you know is an ongoing um, um, visual arts project of mine. And but it's going to be called—the Red Lighter Project—a COVID world. So basically, I'm just um, I'm I'm just looking at the narrative of last year. You know, just just talking about like how people adapted to the um, uh, to the virus, ugh, to the, to the pandemic, to the lockdown and such. And you know, I'm talking about some some of the politics and the you know the alcohol and, and and cigarette prohibitions. So some some of the work is a bit satirical. Some of it is light. Some of it is dark. You know, some of it is actually just a bit crazy. So i'm definitely having a lot of fun working on that so i'll definitely keep you up posted with that um so yeah man thanks for listening you know and keep tuning man because this is where you have the dopest art-based podcast in south africa and yes i said it and yes i stand by it so thanks a lot world man keep tuning in oh, this is not
0: we been at it for a while but we got nothing oh, this is not your place we the chosen left